joining me now is someone who I didn't mean to impose upon on in back-to-back weeks. She's my friend and um, New Hampshire Union leader columnist uh, Mike Shallon. He also uh, is the official scorer at Fenway Park, one of two official scorers at Fenway Park, and used to write for the Boston Herald, where he was a longtime competitor of the late Nick Cafardo. Mike, thank you for coming on. Sorry it had to be under these circumstances. Yeah, it's a um, it's a tough time. You know, um, uh, Nick and I were uh, were competitors for for a long time, really from the mid eighties right through the mid nineties, and um, never anything but friendship. You know, Nick was uh, Nick was not the kind of guy to backstab anybody. He wasn't the kind of guy to to talk down anybody he worked with or talk himself up, really. Um, just a real good guy. You know, the, the thing is, we, I think the, the ultimate thing that we live for um, in life is something we can't even appreciate, and that is people saying nice things about you after you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously they're not going to say things like that while you're alive because it sounds like a eulogy. But yeah. There's nobody who will have a bad thing to say about Nick Cafardo. It's, 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 it's as simple as it gets. Let me ask you a, a crazy question. It's just on me. When I was a, probably in my late teens and early 20s, before I got into the media, I didn't really get into the media more as a fluke till I was about 30. But I used to read Peter Gammon's column, Sunday column, religiously. I mean, I would buy the Globe to find it. Back then, you couldn't, there was no internet. It, it was Nick's column. Sort of did when Peter left for TV. Did did Nick's Sunday column take over for Peter's? I don't think it was quite that quick. Okay. Um, I'm thinking for some reason I'm thinking Shaughnessy did it for a while. Okay. Um, and then it again, just could, and it just evolved into Nick's hands. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, Nick Nick left the beat for a couple of years. I want to say early '90s to do the Patriots. Yeah, and then he uh, then he came back, and um, but I think I think Dan did it, and it might have been there might have been somebody else, but um, it's certainly you know there's a whole generation of people now who don't know that Peter used to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah and, no um, question about that. Yeah, and Nick Nick had uh, had great um, um, contacts. Um, he protected his sources well. Yep. Uh, he, he talked to a lot of scouts, and um, you know he loved what he did. Yeah. You know, I was I was on with uh, Ed Randall and uh, Kevin Kennedy this morning on on um, XM Radio, and and I you know I, I talked about some of the human things. You know, like when you lose somebody like this, it's it's a member of your of your um, quasi family, if yep. you will. You yep. know. Uh, the people like when we lost Carl Bean a few years back, mm-hmm. you know, our, our PA announcer, who everybody loved, you know, you, all of a sudden you get to work and and, he, and the person's not there. And you, you imagine hearing his voice. Uh, uh, Dick Kelly, the sports information director at Boston College, you know, of who we lost a few years back. Uh, it just it never it never goes away. But then you think of the fun things. I was talking to Bill Ballou on uh, through email this morning and and. Um, there was a big controversy through the years, and Bill and Bill and Nick were always were always going at it in a, in a friendly, right, way. right. And, 
And the big, the big thing, the big thing between them was one of them liked brown mustard and the other one liked yellow mustard. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff. I mean, you know, uh, you, you talk to Jim Henneman sometime who's been around a press room sure. for 50 years. That's the kind of stuff you talk about. You yep. can't talk about the game 24 seven. So you talk about who likes what mustard and, uh, that kind of stuff that you can never, that you can never recreate. You can, you know, you just, you just miss it. And, you know, Red Sox open with 11 games on the road, so it's going to delay it even more. But it's just going to be very, very strange on opening day. Now, I'm just curious. We are a quasi-family, the people that are in the press box day in and day out during the course of a season. And I, I can't tell you, I do know Peter Schmuck's wife. I uh, did not know Henneman's wife when she was alive. But, I mean, did you know Nick's family? Do you know his son Ben at all? or? I knew Nick's. I knew Nick's family when they were younger. Right. Um, I did not know Ben as a professional, other than, you know, to be friends on Twitter or whatever. Uh, ben was a little kid because you yeah, I remember now when my kids were little, his kids were little. Right. And and so we'd be in spring training together and stuff like that. But um, I didn't know his his children. I knew his. I I I know his wife Leanne, but I haven't seen her in you know twenty five years. Right. I'm sure that, you know, we'll renew acquaintances again, unfortunately, this week. Yep. But yep. Um, that's the kind of, that's the way the business is. You yep. know, that's, your your family is at the ballpark, you know. And, and when I was doing the sports exchange stuff and I was doing all, all four sports, yep. I had four different families. Mm-hmm. And you can, you, you can remember and you, you know when you stepped into a Celtics game what, what members of the family would be there that day of the Bruins game. And, and, um, you know, we basically, um, I'll be honest with you. I, I kept my life separate, uh, always for one reason. And I, I don't like most sports writers. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and Nick does not, Nick doesn't fall into that category. Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 the egomania. I mean, listen, we're in a productive business. Right. You know, and, and you, we have to, it's like what people used to say, Wade Boggs was a selfish baseball player. Well, he was in a selfish profession. But being selfish was a large part of who he was. There's a lot of that in our industry, and and uh, but Nick Nick didn't have any of that. He was the same unassuming guy. He just he had less hair. Um, <laughs> he did more TV. I, I, I thought he got much more relaxed on television yeah. as the years went on, and actually enjoyed it. Um, and he listen. He 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 died at the, uh, at a ballpark on a, on his off day. Yep. Something told him to go to the ballpark that day. And and the the only fighting chance he had, I guess, was because the Red Sox medical personnel was on site doing physicals. Yep. Um, you know, had he ha- had it happened in his in his condo in Florida, then that, that would to me that would have been very very much more sad. Yeah, he uh, died doing he what he he died doing what his purpose was. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He was where he wanted to be. Hey, not to make it mundane, uh, but you know, uh, Peter Gammons, for example, did a, did his whole career in Boston, and he was a New England guy. Uh, but he did it with the Red Sox being a fairly crappy team for a large part of that. Um, Nick Cafardo got to got to be there when the Red Sox really became the thing in baseball. Did that mean something special to him? I think it did. First of all, we we all we all love um, writing about a winner. 
Yeah. You know, as much as as much as you know, people say, "Well, you're always looking at the negative and all that stuff," and we we always kidded around about that. But he um, he was the the lead writer um, on a team that won four championships in 15 years, and um, you know, he was the guy. And I think that um, unfortunately, his ultimate reward is going to be. Um, posthumous i think he'll win the spink award i would hope it would be this next one coming up yeah um there were guys that had to go before him well-deserving people mm-hmm. um, not only guys but claire smith and jason stock this year and you know but nicky had been doing it for uh, except for his time in the patriots he'd been doing it for 35 years and and uh, i think it meant something to him to cover a winner sure it did yeah we're talking with mike shallon who writes now for the new hampshire union leader and uh, he uh, covered the Red Sox for a good while with all the Boston teams, with both the Sports Exchange and the Boston Herald. He's also one of the official scorers at Fenway Park, and we're talking about the, the untimely passing of uh, Nick Cafardo, although we both said that the timing in, a, in an ironic way uh, couldn't have been better, you know, because uh, he died doing what he loved. Um you know, one of the things about us living in this age of, um, you know, um, with social media, you know, I texted you as soon as I heard the news. You were the first person I texted, and I figured you were, the first, you were the first person I heard from. Yeah, and you go, what? And th- how quickly social media responds. It was almost overwhelming to read the the instant take that all uh, his friends had on it. It was really quite remarkable to do that. It, it really was. It was, um, you know, heartwarming is probably a cliche, but, um, you know, that's the way, that's the effect that Nikki had on people. You know, I mean, there, there's, you know, I don't, if you, if you didn't hear from somebody, I would think it was because he did have a, a problem with somebody, but I, for the life of me, can't imagine who it would be. Um, the scouts loved him. Uh, the, the team obviously respected him. Uh, he was harsh when he had to be. Uh, he was fair. Uh, the team yesterday put roses at his yep. feet in the press box, and yep. I think they're going to do something else to, uh, to commemorate his passing, Some probably when the season starts. Um, you know, it... it um, I, you know, I guess I would call Nick a throwback. Yeah. You know, um, he, we, you know, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of fun together. Um, talked about, you know, you can make Nick laugh. It was easy to make him laugh. And he had a, uh, he had kind of a shy way about him. And, and, um, you know, we used to, when, when we were head to head, we used to, we used to go at it for, you know, talking to Lou, because when Lou Gorman was here, sure. He, uh, he, um, he, you know, unlike Dan Duquette, Lou spoke to the media almost every day in the winter. Yeah, he was the anti Dan. He was the anti Dan. Exactly. <laughs> Dan changed the rules when he got here. It's yeah. funny. Dan's a much nicer guy now. Yes, but, he uh, is. Uh, I tell him that too. So, uh, but with with uh, with with Lou, Lou had a um, a problem with a sleep disorder and would actually nod off at his desk later in the day. And so we would we would be trying to reach him, and the first one to reach him, you know, we thought we 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 got this really good story, but you had a you had a sweat the next morning because if the next person reached him and caught him in mid nap, if you will, 
he might have told the other guy something totally different. And so we used to have a lot of fun with that. And this is back in the day before uh, cell phones, too. So, um, you know, you, you had to reach him, you know, on your home phone. I was doing a radio show at the time, so it'd be like a 45-minute black hole driving to the studio. And this is, a, you know, this, I hate to sound like the good old days, but yeah. um, it was so different then. You know, I give these guys guys and, and girls, uh, guys and men and women credit now for for being on the on the beat the way they are now because it's 24-7 it's, with the social media stuff. It un, it's and, it's uh, unstoppable. It never stops. It's never unbelievable. Stops. Yeah. And and we you know we had it we had it rough because we were right we were right at the at the start really of it becoming a twelve month a year beat. The baseball writer used to disappear in the winter mm-hmm. and you know go to the winter meetings or whatever and that was it. Uh, but then it became a 12-month-out-of-the-year thing, and you actually wound up taking time off during the season as opposed to the off-season. But, uh, you know, Nick adapted to, to that. He adapted to, um, you know, to the to the new social media thing. And, um, you know, he never got beat on a story. He was very good at what he did. And if he got beat on a story, he, you know, shrugged his shoulders and went on to the next one. Any any Has anybody in New England heard or t- reached out to Dan? Duquette to talk to him. I know the two of them were very good friends. No, I actually, ironically, um, I actually sent a text to Dan the other day because he was, he was on uh, MLB radio. Right. Um, uh, well, I forget now what the topic is. It's been such a busy week. Yep. Um, he was talking about, well, he was on with, with, uh, Jim Duquette. Okay. And, and they introduced him as the former general manager of the, uh, of the um, Red, Red Sox Orioles, mm-hmm. so I sent I sent Dan a note saying, "How come they keep leaving out the Expos?" <laughs> and Dan just Dan just wrote, uh, tweeted me back saying, uh, or uh, texted me back saying, "Well, I guess they figure only only the teams that are still active, right. you know, what, they, <laughs> what they're talking about." But um, no, I haven't I haven't reached out to Dan. At some point, I probably will. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but every everybody, you know, Alex Corey yesterday. He went on. He went on and on, almost like he didn't want to end talking about him. Yeah, seven and a half minutes, and yeah. and just talking about Nick, and and that's the kind of, you know, if you're gonna go, there's nothing, there's yeah. nothing better than have people saying really nice things about you, yeah. you know, and there's no, there's no cloud, you know, there's no, well, he did this, but it's okay because he did this, this, right, this, this, right, this. Right. there's nothing. There's nothing negative. There's no skeletons, if you will. There's and, no equivocating. Uh, no equivocating no, about Nick Cafardo. Hey, one last question for you. I know you don't. Uh, you got more important things to do than run the Boston Globe. How will the Globe fill that hole both this Sunday and Sundays from here on in? Well, do you I'll think you Shaughnessy something. pops back in for a little bit? or? No, I said, well, they do have Alex Spear, who, okay. does, a, who does the 108 stitches column. Yep. Um, I think Alex could do it. I think Pete Abraham could do it. I mean, these guys are pros. Yep. You know? What I would like, what I would honestly like to see is a blank page tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'd like to see a blank page with an in memoriam of some sort. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you can, you know, uh, financially you can, you can, you can do that. Yeah. Although we know John Henry has a ton of money, so I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah. That that uh, picture that picture of his that, that picture of his seat with the rose on it would be yeah. R- remarkable yeah. yeah yeah that would be you know uh, that would be fitting because Nick's column is usually available right around now yep 
because uh, I know Johnny Miller always always sends it to me an email on Saturday. And, um, and he must be broken. He must be pretty broken up about this. Yeah. Well, you know, he was called. He was there, and, yeah. and Johnny, having gone through what he just went through, yep. Um, yep. you know, realizes that my, my goodness, how 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 fragile it is. Yep. You know, and, and the thing is, Nick died of something that, as far as I can tell, he could have had a he could have had a physical that morning and, yep. not, been, and not been detected. That's yep. what the, these embolisms are. You know, and. Yep. and uh, you know, you, you hear different you hear different stories about how he might have been awake when he went into the ambulance. Yeah. And um, you know, but regardless, it was fairly quick and and um yeah, I'm stunned. And yeah. I, I can't I, even I can tell you can't even imagine I can tell you. what what it's gonna be like on open uh, you know, on opening day of Fenway. I just I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't even know if I'm gonna be there because I don't know if I'm scoring the opening game or not. But yep. if I'm not and there's some sort of tribute, I'll be there. Maybe uh, his wife will throw out the first pitch. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? or his son, Ben. I would yep. pick his son. His All right. son works for ESPN and has got quite an established career of his own. Mike, thank you very much for uh, taking the time out. I always appreciate it, but I know this was a tough one, and I appreciate your coming on with us. Any time, maybe under happier circumstances. Yes, of course. All right. Yeah. Thank you. There's Mike Shallon and uh, – uh, become good friends ironically through this show uh he's always been there whenever i ask him and uh terrific terrific guy uh talking about the late nick cafardo who passed away suddenly uh on thursday at the age of 62 years 